What's going on, guys? Back here with another episode of the Cars and Comic Talk Show. Today will be episode number 70. And wow, 70 episodes in. I'm really proud of myself for what I'm... For what I've been able to do and make all this content for you guys. And it's really opinions. These are basically all opinions. And I go over stuff, a lot of NFL news, like big news. I talk about what I think about, like whatever news there would be. Like I talked about last week. Nigel Bannum signing with the Saints. Talked about Jeremy Hill signing with the Raiders after his pending physical that he passed, but that the Raiders just released him. And yeah, guys, I just love talking about football. Um, I also love playing it. Um, I love watching it more, but that's one of my hobbies. I love talking about football. And yeah, I have some more fantasy football talk for you guys. And I have going to be talking about my fantasy football position projections. So, but this time today, I'm going to be talking about it's a jam packed episode. Um, it's not going to be split into halves. It's not going to be one half or the other. I'm going to be talking about kicker, top 10 best kickers, who I think are the best for fantasy and the best available, and the top 10 best defenses, who I think are going to be the best for fantasy. So let's get straight into it. I'm going to start with talking about the top 10 kickers, who I think are the best available and the best fantasy football kickers. For you to get on your team. And, yep, let's get straight into it. At number one, the best fantasy football kicker. And my opinion, now that Steven Goskowski is, um... Now Steven Goskowski, former Patriots, longtime kicker. And Adam Vinatieri, one of the best kickers of all time. If not the best kicker of all time, definitely one of them. Great leg. He's also a free agent, so both Steven Goskowski, a great kicker, who's a former Patriot, he's now a free agent, was a Patriot for a while, and Adam Vinatieri is also, who was also a Patriot, and he was on the Colts. He's a free agent, so two of the greatest kickers of all time, Adam Vinatieri, well, definitely Adam Vinatieri, but Steven Goskowski's a great kicker, too. But yeah, I have Justin Tucker at one, the Ravens kicker. I think he's the best overall kicker in the league. I think he's one of the most efficient. He made 96.6% of his field goals last year. That was a great percentage, one of the highest in the league in terms of kickers. And he made 28 out of 29 of his field goals. He only missed one field goal out of... And he made 28 out of 29. He missed one field goal out of his 29 attempted field goals. That's pretty darn amazing. I think that's really good. And I think they have a... I think He's a big part of why that the Ravens are also as, as well. The Ravens are as well. I think he's a big part why the Ravens were as good as they were last year, going fourteen and two and clinching the number one seed in the AFC. Even though they did lose in the playoffs in the divisional round to the Titans, but the amount of success that John Harbaugh and of course the reigning MVP Lamar Jackson, who's currently the MVP, was last year's MVP, is and had so much success is when. Um, drive stalled when Lamar went three and out when Lamar did enough to get his team into field goal range and then uh, it was a fourth down came up fourth down when the when the opposing team got a stop Justin Tucker is very consistent and he will give you really important field goals he makes basically all his field goals he missed one field goal made 28 out of 29 missed one field goal out of 29 attempts that's pretty darn impressive but like I was saying Justin Tucker is kind of an underrated part 
And just so is the kicker position overall. I don't think people realize that the kicker position is a big part of your football team and that you and in some cases when you go three and out, but when you get in field goal range before you go, um before it's fourth down and defense gets a stop, your your kicker needs to have the stability and the leg to hit these very important field goals. And Justin Tucker is a great example of that. He's a great kicker. He has great consistency. He's very accurate on his kicker. Huge leg, strong leg. And Justin Tucker is a great kicker. Definitely one of the best in the NFL, so that's why I have him at one. But right smack dab close under Justin Tucker, I have Harrison Bucker, the Chiefs kicker. Um, just like Justin Tucker, Harrison Bucker is also one of the best kickers in the league. Very, very, very good kicker. And he's also very, very consistent as well as Justin Tucker. As Harrison Bucker for the Chiefs made 89.5% of his field goals last year. 89.5. Not quite Tucker's 96.6, but 89.5 still really good. I'm well, well, well above average. Harrison Bucker is a guy that has a, a decently strong leg. He has a pretty strong leg, and he made 34 out of 38 field goals. So he only missed four field goal attempts out of 38, he missed only four field goals out of 38 total attempts. So he made 34 total field goals a whole year out of 38 attempts. So that equals to an average of 89.5% uh, made. I think that's a really good percentage. And just like Justin Tucker and really good kickers overall, again, Harrison Bucker was not a big influence. He was not one of the main reasons. I do think Harrison Bucker was and had a little bit sprinkled like fairy dust sprinkled dust on a, a little bit why that Chiefs team was so good um because yes they did rely on just um on Harrison Bucker in, in clutch time sometimes and he came through for them as you can see only missed four total field goals in 16 total regular games and including in the playoffs and including their playoff run to win and beat beat the 49ers to be the reigning Super Bowl champions so Harrison Bucker is a great kicker, and I think the kicker position is kind of underrated overall in the sense that, you know, when when your offense stalls and it's clutch time, you got to make these field goals. These field goals, these field goals will add up. It's not much you see it, but when kickers usually when teams go back and forth, sometimes there's there's games that are televised that I've seen before that teams. Go back and forth and just hit field goals. Back and forth. Three, three, six, six, nine, nine. Back and forth. Teams just score. And there's there's been games that teams haven't scored touchdowns and just field goals. So field goals are three points. It's not a touchdown like six, an extra point seven. A field goal is still very important because if you miss these opportunities that you get to have to get more points on the board and get more of a chance for your team to take the lead or for your team to win, it's going to add up. It's going to bite you in the back also. And it's also going to hurt you at the end of the game if, if you miss these opportunities to get these little chip shot field goals. But yeah, Harrison Bucker is among the best of them. He's with Justin Tucker. Like I said, um, I don't really have a preference. I'm not biased on who I think is the best kicker in the NFL. I think Justin Tucker is the best kicker in the NFL. Um, of all time, it's maybe, it's, you got Adam Vinatieri's definitely in there. Steven Doskowski was really good with the Patriots, but Justin Tucker's really good. And Harrison Bucker is definitely a top three kicker in the NFL, as of right now.
He's really good. So he is who I think would be the second best available kicker to get. And both Harrison Bucker and Justin Tucker are also really good for fantasy. Well, all these all these kickers are. At three, not far from Harrison Bucker, is Will Hutz, the Saints kicker. Now, New Orleans Saints, Sean Payton, Drew Brees. Now, Will Lutz has come in very, very important and very clutch for Sean Payton and the Saints at times every year. Especially last year, he made 88.9% of his field goal attempts, which is about 32 out of 36. That's, he only, again, just like Bucker, Bucker only missed four field goals. He came to an 89.5%. That's because he made more field goals um, than Will Lutz. He had 34, and a Bucker had 34, and Will Lutz had 32. But, man, 32 out of 36, that's very consistent. So the top three on this list, Justin Tucker, very consistent. Overly, very, very consistent. Harrison Bucker, very consistent. Will Lutz, unbelievably consistent. If you have an, maybe a little bit over 80 or even over 85% of your field goals made, that means you're a very consistent kicker. Yeah, Will Lutz is one of those very consistent kickers and is definitely a top five, the top ten kicker in the league. I think he's definitely top five. Not in terms of percentage and stats, but consistency and how clutch he is and how far he can hit field goals from. Wow. I mean, another question for another day is I might go over who I think has the strongest leg in the NFL, and it might be a debate later in the podcast, but... That's another question for another day. But yeah, Will Lutz is a really good kicker. And again, just like Harrison Bucker was for the Chiefs and Justin Tucker usually is for the Ravens. Um, Lutz was, I think, a very, he is a very important part of the Saints. You know, the Saints offense runs through Drew Brees going to feeding Michael Thomas. Had 149 completions to Michael Thomas who had 149 total receptions. Which is a single season record in total. Which in NFL history, elite single season record in total, Michael Thomas broke with 149 receptions, and he led the league in receiving yards too. Oh man, oh man, yeah. Will Lutz is a very important part of the Saints' offense, of course, in the passing game, of course, in the explosive offense they have. Drew Brees through Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, in my opinion, is the best receiver in the NFL. Drew Brees is. Definitely a top 10. I think he's definitely uh, maybe a top 5, 6, 7 quarterback in the NFL. One, in my opinion, is Patrick Mahomes. Two, Russell Wilson. Three, Lamar Jackson. Four. Yeah, he's definitely top 5. I think Breeze is four. Maybe the fourth best quarterback in the NFL. One's Mahomes. Two, Russell Wilson. Three, Lamar Jackson. Four. I think that's Drew Breeze. Five. Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, I went over that another episode. I definitely think Mahomes is one. Um, Russell Wilson's two. Lamar Jackson's three. I think Breeze is right there at four. I think Breeze is a little bit better than Wentz, not just because of the stats, because Wentz, in the first four years of his career for a quarterback going through the the progressions of a four, four years already in the league, has the best-looking stats and the best stats, the most consistent stats out of any quarterback in NFL history. Wentz is definitely top five fully healthy. I think Breeze is a little bit better. Uh, obviously, Mahomes is better. Russ Wilson is better. Lamar is better. Um, 
Rodgers, I would say, is a little better, but only because what Rodgers has been doing with no help, just because he had Devontae Adams, who didn't even have a 1,000 receivers, which Devontae Adams is definitely a top-five receiver in the NFL. But he's Devontae Adams is the only reliable receiver for the Packers, as Vadas Scantling was in and out of the lineup, didn't even have 500 receiving yards. Um, Alan Lazard was the closest with around 450 receiving yards, uh, so a little bit on that brink, but not too quite there at 500 receivers, so a little bit under. Um, of course, Geronimo Allison was in and out of the lineup. Of course, Geronimo Allison is now a Lion. But yeah, Will Lutz is um, a great kicker. I love what he does for his team, just like I said with Harrison Bucker, Justin Tucker. I think kickers are very important to have on your roster and on your football team. I think they really help you in a sense that if your offense is struggling, and I really liked why they have this field goal rule, why they, why they had the opportunity to give teams to have a field goal opportunity if they're in enough field goal range. Like the 35 and in or 45 and in. Depends on the kicker. If your kicker has a really big leg, like J.K. Jake Elliott in the year this Eagles won the Super Bowl in 2017. At a six in week three against the Giants. I remember this. Wentz said, I have my game check on this. He said he'll give, Wentz, Carson Wentz said he'll give um, Jake Elliott his, his game pay, game check. So how much, how much money he makes per game. To Jake Elliott, if he makes this 63-yard game-winning field goal, and he did it. He made a 63-yard game-winning field goal. Unbelievable. Yeah, Jake Elliott is great. I mean, yeah, so I really love Will Lutz. I think he's the third best available fantasy kicker. At Right under Will Lutz, at number four, I have Greg Zerlon. The newly Dallas Cowboys kicker, former Los Angeles Rams kicker for a bit, for a few years. Oh, yeah, Greg Zerline, when he was on the Rams with McVay last year and Jared Goff and the Rams. And not looking too consistent, he made 72.7% of his field goals last year, which comes to he made 24 Total field goals at a 33 total attempts. That's not looking too shabby. I mean, it's better than average. Average is around the 70%, 60%. No, 70, 60% is bad. For an average good kicker, it's around over around 75% made. But I think Greg Zerline's an overall good kicker. I think he's somewhat consistent. I just think he had a rough year last year, and I just think... You know, the Rams had an overall rough year last year coming off that year. They, they had the Super Bowl run, of course, lost to the Patriots. Um, yeah, I think Greg Zerlon is very... I think he had a really rough year. I think the, the Rams' overall struggles rubbed a little bit off of him, and I don't think he had too much confidence. I think the overall... Um, Los Angeles Rams football team did struggle last year. Um, of course, coming off their Super Bowl run, they lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl, of course, 14-3. They had a great year in 2018. Great, great offensive um, scheme that McVay had going. You know, teams couldn't figure it out. You know, yeah, Brandon Cooks, uh, Cooper Cup did tour, tear his ACL in 2018. Yeah, but Robert Woods, 
He had Reynolds, Josh Reynolds. So they had a good receiving core in the head. Tyler Higby at tight end. And, of course, in the running game, strong and very powerful running game. They had Todd Gurley. But um, the, the following year, this most recent past NFL season, 2019, things just went downhill for the Rams. McVay was, you know, teams started to, you know, figure out what's going on with McVay and the Rams. They started to figure out what he likes his, to do, his tendencies, what he likes to do, what packages he runs. Teams figured out and just bottled it up. It really, things weren't going well for Jared Goff, who did make the Pro Bowl in 2018, didn't make it last year. Jared Goff struggled. Uh, I wouldn't say he struggled heavily, heavily, because I'm not going to blame it. The Rams struggles all on Jared Goff. I'm just saying Jared Goff had a part in um, their downfall from having a Super Bowl run the the previous year, and they had an overall record of it was a mediocrity of a record. I think it was eight seven and one, or eight and eight. I think it was eight seven and one, or I actually think it was nine and seven. They just still didn't make the playoffs. I mean, they were close. They had a game on Saturday night edition, a premier game against the um, uh, 49ers. But, of course, Nick Bosa was on golf's face. And overall, guys, I really think Greg Zerline struggled last year with the Rams. Well, obviously, he's on the Cowboys out, but I think he struggled with the Rams. A little bit more inconsistent than he's used to. He had it. 72.7% of field goals made. That's decent, but 24 out of 33, that's decent, but still nine missed field goals there. That, you know, maybe if they he made that extra nine field goals, um, or at least, you know, five of those field goals to get him to at least 29 made, or six of those to get him to 30 made, maybe they, that would have put more points on the board. Maybe they, they would have had a, a lot of more chances and better chances to win bigger games, especially... Um, in big games against the 49ers, field goals are key. Um, if you miss field goals, you're missing points. You know, if you don't get a, if you can't get a touchdown and the, the defense holds you to a third and long, it, it, or they stop you on, you know, third down, it's fourth down. You got to make the best out of these opportunities. You got to hit these field goals. And I, I think that's Justin Tucker's really consistent. Harrison Buck is really consistent. Well, that's really consistent. Greg Zerline is decently consistent. I don't think he's not. Not nearly as consistent as Will Lutz, Harrison Bucker, or Justin Tucker. Um, but I think he's decently consistent. But I think he'll, he, I think he's going to be pretty consistent this year for the Cowboys. But he's definitely a big fantasy target for to a big fantasy target to get a kicker, guys. So he's a big option. He's a pretty good kicker. Right after him, I have at number five. I have Matt Prater. Used to be on the Denver Broncos in the Peyton Manning. Era with the Broncos that started in 2012 after he spent about 14 years or so with the Colts. 19 got drafted in 1998, I think. Um, yeah, I think um, Fox was the coach. John Fox. Yeah, he was a coach for the Bears. I think Panthers and definitely the Broncos in, in 2013. I remember when they, especially from that safety against the Seahawks, they went against a legion of, of boom, legion of literal boom against the Seahawks. They had literally a great defense with Cliff Averill, Bobby uh, Wagner, KJ Wright, Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, 
Chan uh, Chancellor. Cam Chancellor. They had a <laughs> it's a tough game. It's a tough team to beat the Seahawks. Cam Chancellor. But Matt Prater has been spent a lot of time in the, a few years years on the lines recently. And Prater is another really consistent uh, field goal kicker and a kicker overall as he made 83.9% of his field goals last year. He went 20 he made 26 out of 31 total attempts. It's not bad. I I think that's decent. Um, and actually, I want to make a smith a uh, switch. I'm gonna put Justin Tucker at one, Harrison Bucker two. Well, it's at well, that's at three. But I'm gonna put Matt Prater as the fourth best available fantasy kicker. He's more consistent than Greg Zerline. I feel I should switch that, so I'm gonna put Greg Zerline at five now, and Matt Prater at four. I think Matt Prater's a better kicker and more consistent kicker. Just more consistent, and he has more experience. But I think he's just the fact that he's more consistent makes more field goals. I think he's the better kicker here. And and for fantasy too, but Matt Prayer's a great kicker, great leg, can make a decent amount of field goals and in range too, so he can kick pretty far. But yeah, he's a really good fantasy kicker that you guys should most definitely pick up. He, he's a decently, is pretty good, consistent kicker. I don't think he's too consistent, not as nearly consistent, not nearly, but not as consistent as you know Will Lutz, Harrison Bucker, Justin Tucker, and those three. But I think he's still an overall pretty consistent kicker and I think he's a very good kicker that you would want to have on your fantasy team so I switched Prater to four and Zerland to five and now six I have Robbie Gold the 49ers kicker former Bears kicker uh, I think Robbie Gold for the most part is a decently consistent field goal kicker um he had a uh an edgy 74.2% of his field goals made out of 31 total attempts. So he made about 23 out of 31. Um, I mean, that's not too bad. I think it was good enough for the 49ers. Essentially, that they were doing everything right on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. So there wasn't much uh, There wasn't much field goal attempts that uh, that Robbie Gold had, had to make. Yes, there was 31 that he kicked. But of those 31, he made 23, which is about around the range. It, you know, it's not. It's fine. That That's fine when you have a team like the 49ers who had a great defense last year with Nick Bosa, D4 linebacker, Fred Warner linebacker. They had DeForest Buckner, who's now in the Colts. He was a great pass rusher. Dre Greenlaw is a great pass rusher. And they just got Deion Jones to make it even better. I think they got Ziggy Ansah, but um, I don't think they got him yet. I think they got Deion Jones, who was... A former Raider over uh, Ziggy Ansah on the Seahawks. But yeah, they have very good defense with Nick Bosa also. Yeah, Nick Bosa is a pass rusher. Dre Greenlaw, pass rusher. Fred Warner, um, linebacker, is a decent pass rusher. Pretty good pass rusher. D Ford, good pass rusher. Um, And they just got Deion Jones. And they had DeForest Buckner, who's a really good pass rusher. He's going to do big things this year on the Colts. Well, yeah, they do. Like I said, they don't really need of um, you know, their kicker to make every single field goal. Essentially, for the fact that they're scoring a lot of points per game, literally over like thirty-five, around the like thirty, like thirty-one, thirty, around that area of points per game, because Garoppolo is so consistent. It and it's is a systematic quarterback, in my opinion. If I think you put Garoppolo on a team like the Dallas Cowboys, yes, I think he'll succeed because that's a systematic team. 
They have a lot of talent around, like, per se, Dak Prescott. They have a lot of talent around and built around Dak Prescott. Of course, Ezekiel Elliott in the running game, who, in my opinion, is the third best running back in the NFL, only under Saquon Barkley at one, in my opinion, and Christian McCaffrey at two. But statistically last year, obviously, Christian McCaffrey was the best because he had over 1,000 receivers, plus over 1,000 rushing yards. Third only only player to eclipse 1,000 receivers and 1,000 rush yards in the same season. And that he was in talk with, and, and that list has Eric Dickerson, Hall of Fame Rams running back on it too. So that's high praise for Christian McCaffrey. But like I said, yeah, if, when the 49ers, for what they were, were doing last year, when they were just so dang near perfect and really good on the offensive as well as defensive side of the ball. Um, and Garoppolo is a systematic quarterback. I think he's in a just generally great system with, you know, Mike Shanahan. Um, Mike Shanahan is, is, I mean, not Mike Shanahan, um, you know, Kyle Shanahan. I keep getting the mix up. Kyle Shanahan is a coach of the 49ers, great coach. Uh, I think he, he really helps out Jimmy Garoppolo a lot. I think they bond a uh, well, uh, of course, Kyle Shanahan gets it from his dad, Mike Shanahan, who was a great coach, great, great coach. Took in part, partly coaching in the 49ers. I think he coached the Broncos, too. Uh, Mike, Mike, dad, Mike, uh, Kyle's dad, Mike Shanahan, great coach, Hall of Fame caliber coach, future Hall of Fame coach. He's going to get inducted to the Hall of Fame. He was a great coach, great coach, one of the best of all time. He's not near Bill Belichick. Or or um Don Shula oh R I P Don Shula passed away a little bit ago, a couple months ago. But not in terms of winning games, he did win a decent amount of games. But I think he's up there and generally the greatest in the greatest coaches in the realm of the greatest coaches of all time. And Kyle definitely gets the intelligence and the game plan from his dad. He has the intelligence. He spent a lot of time around the game ever since he was fourteen. When when Kyle Shanahan was fourteen, he was a ball boy. For that 49ers team that that was had Mike Shanahan in the in the coaching staff, uh, Kyle's dad. Kyle got this the son. Kyle Shanahan got to spend a lot of time around guys like Deion Sanders, who made a big impact on his life. He wore Deion Sanders' jersey like every day to school in an interview. He said, "Big big fan of Deion Sanders was Kyle Shanahan." He get he got to uh, be around guys like Jerry Rice. He got to be around guys like Steve Young. These are great influences on young kids, and he learned a lot from just being a ball boy because he got experience of being on the field, running down the sidelines like he's going to do 23 years later. At, uh, twenty Around 20 or so years later, this man was uh, walking down the sideline. He was the ball boy, and little do you know, twenty a little bit over 20 years later or so years later, He's strolling down the sidelines, and he's a hell of a great coach for the San Francisco 49ers, and he helps Jimmy Garoppolo a lot. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a systematic quarterback, even though he did get a lot of experience from sitting under the greatest quarter, only the greatest quarterback of all time in Tom Brady. But yeah, if you're back to um, Robbie Gold, but yeah, if you're, you know, if you're doing everything right on the offensive side of the ball, and the, as well as the defensive side of the ball, as the 49ers were doing, a very explosive offensive, very, very explosive defense. Like I said, Nick Bosa, D4, Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw. They had DeForest Buckner last year. They gave him up to the Colts in the offseason. They did pick up Deion Jones, former Raider. I think they were going to get Ziggy Ansah. They were talking about it, looking at him. Um, I think they picked Deion Jones, former uh, Raider, over former Lion, as well as Seahawks, Ziggy Ansah. But still, it's a great pass-rushing core. Um, 
great overall group of guys on that defense I like, as well as in the secondary, who strapped down and very... The anchor of the secondary, in my opinion, was really Richard Sherman, Akella Witherspoon. Great corners. Richard Sherman still has juice in the tank left. I think he's not done. I don't think he's not nearly in the realm of the Legion of Boom defense and his play style and his playing ability as he was on the Seahawks. Playing in that Legion of Boom with Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright, Cliff Averill, and them, and Pete Carroll in the Seahawks offense. But... I still think he's a solid, a little bit better than average. I think he's a pretty good overall corner still. Doesn't have as much intensity. Has the intensity, I mean. Doesn't have as much um, mobility and movement. You can see his movement in his body, how he moves on the field, um, how he just runs. You can see he's a little bit slower and he's not as physically um, capable of what he can do as he was maybe a few years uh previous on the Seahawks but nevertheless mentally he is very capable of still being a great corner physically he's a you know he's a ball hawk corner he is still really good uh, ball skills the only thing I said is his mobility I think he's regressed in speed a little bit um obviously you can tell Sammy Watkins burned him like three times two times in the Super Bowl but I think mentally you know Richard Sherman still has the intelligence he used to he doesn't bite too often He's very intelligent. He reads hips. I think he's a great corner. Um, but yeah, if if you if your team is a really good team on both sides of the ball, offense and defense, your offense scores a lot of points. Your defense gets a lot of stops. Your field goal kicker is not going to be out there to kick much field goals. But yeah, what what when he did seventy four point two percent? That's not terrible. I mean, that's above average. That's near seventy five percent. Twenty three out of thirty one. That's enough field goals. I think around that he should have made I mean he probably could have still made he probably could have missed like 10 field goals in the in the 49ers would still be the team they were last year uh, I don't know about that I mean they probably gonna miss a little bit more like 21 he could have missed about 10 around 9 10 field goals and I think he still would have been fine but he only missed eight that's not terrible above average 74.2 percent decently consistent um he was okay he was kind of consistent on the Bears and eh. Uh, I think he's decently consistent. I think he has the leg to be a very good kicker. I do think he's a good kicker. I don't think he's a very good kicker. I think he's your average good kicker. But yeah. And actually, I have Dan Bailey at 6 and Robbie Gold at 7. So I made, I'm made. i going to make another switch. I have Dan Bailey at the 6th spot under um, Greg Zerlin at 5 because I moved Matt Prater up to 4. And zero line down to five. And I'm going to move Dan Bailey up at six. I think Dan Bailey is the sixth best, you know, kicker available for fantasy football. And Robbie Gold's the seventh. I just talked about Robbie Gold. I know I made the switch. Uh, but I'm going to talk about, you know, Dan Bailey. I really love Dan Bailey. He's a very good kicker for the Minnesota Vikings. I think he's as... A da- Dan Bailey is about... As one of the most consistent kickers you'll see in pro football. Besides Justin Tucker with the whopping 96.9, of his field goals made. And he, dude only missed one field goal. Um, you know, the closest to that is Dan Belly with 93.1% of his field goals made and only missed two. So Tucker missed a whopping one field goal out of 29 attempts. So he made 28 of 29 to Justin Tucker for the Baltimore Ravens. 
And Dan Bailey is the second on this list that has the second highest percentage of field goals made. Only under Justin Tucker with 96.6 is Dan Bailey. Just only under Tucker with a 93.1% of field goals made. He only missed two field goals that had 29 attempts. Um, he made 27 on 29. I think he's Dan Bailey is very consistent. Um, I do think. Uh, I think he was better than Blair. I think he's way better than Blair Walsh was ever for the Minnesota Vikings. Blair Walsh wasn't. He wasn't your consistent kicker. He definitely, especially. I remember I was watching this game live. It was a playoff game. Of course, I watch a lot of football. Playoff game. It was Seahawks Vikings. It was wild card. I want to say it was a wild card game in 2015 in Minnesota. And, you know, Seahawks had some type of lead. It might have been a... Uh, I think the Seahawks were up by maybe one. Maybe one point. Or, I mean, two points or something like that. But around there, but... They had the game-winning field goal. It might have been the game-tying field goal, but Blair Walsh choked and missed it. No, there was, like, barely any time left on the clock. There was, like, eight seconds. Seven, around there. He flushed it. He missed it. Botched it. Blair Walsh is not your consistent kicker. Now, go to Dan Bailey. He will never make that as big of a... He, or not make that mistake. Usually, Dan Bailey is as consistent as a kicker as, as, as the best of them, and as you'll see. He's with Justin Tucker. He has a... He had a higher completion percentages of made field goals than Harrison Bucker, who, in my opinion, is a top three kicker in the NFL. And he had a high percentage of Will Lutz, who I pin is a top five kicker in the NFL. So you can make a case for Dan Bailey being a top kicker in the NFL, top five, top ten, um, somewhere in that realm. I don't think he's quite top three, not 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 close. But yeah, Dan Bailey is a great kicker, very consistent. I like him at six, and I have Robbie Gold at seven. I already talked about Robbie Gold. So on to eight, the eighth best kicker available, in my opinion, is Pittsburgh Steelers kicker Chris Boswell, who... Actually, my bad. Um, Dan Bailey had the third highest um, completion percentage in terms of made field goals on this list. Number one was Justin Tucker, 96.6% made. made. Tucker made 20 out of 29 uh, field goals. Second was, who I think is the eighth best available fantasy kicker, Chris Boswell for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He made a 93, whopping 93.5%. Of, of attempted field goals made. That's great. He made 29 out of 31. Only missed two field goals just like Dan Bailey. So both Dan Bailey and, and Chris Boswell last year only missed one less. Uh, only, was, was, only missed one more field goal than Justin Tucker. But Chris Boswell I think is a very, very decent kicker. I think he's a tiny bit better than average. I think what he can do as a as a kicker is average. I think he's your average um, d good leg, strong leg. I think he's way a little bit better than average in terms of consistency. If you talk about average and consistency, you gotta look at guys like Greg Zerline, Robbie Gold. But Chris Boswell is a 93.5% of his field goals made. That's really good consistency, and it shows it within and without every game. And usually, with that, and he did it with uh, in and out, within and without the season last year for the Pittsburgh Steelers, even though they didn't make the playoffs. But 
Chris Boswell is a great kicker. He's very consistent, and he's someone who I think you guys should pick up if guys like Dan Bailey, Robbie Gold, Matt Prater, Greg Zerland, Willis, Harrison Bucker, or Justin Tucker aren't available. Chris Boswell would probably still be there at the time. And at 9, I have Mason Crosby. Now, you guys are probably like, what? You have Chris Boswell over Mason Crosby. No, I think Mason Crosby is the better kicker. But, um, I think in terms of fantasy, the better kicker last year was Chris Boswell, who had the better percentage and consistency in terms of percentage, but he had a higher percentage than Mason Crosby, the Packers kicker, because Boswell had 90 th- made 93.5% of his field goals and made 29 out of 31. And Crosby made 91.7% of his field goals, so that's a lower percentage, and he made 22 out of 24, so around the same amount of... You know, he made less field goals and... He made less field goals and less attempts. Chris Boswell was a better kicker last year. Mason Crosby is... Okay, out of any kicker on this list, Crosby is definitely top tier. One of the most consistent and clutch kickers. He is always there for you. Games when Aaron Rodgers doesn't get it going. Um, and especially when he relies, you got to rely on the running game to kickstart and jumpstart to open up and find and create passing lanes for your receivers to get open. Um, Aaron Jones is a great running back. Is great for the Packers in the running game, but when Aaron Rodgers isn't having and finding success, um, usually if he gets in field goal position, Crosby's there to make really good field goals. He's really clutch. He's been clutch for a long time now in this league, and I like him at 9. And at 10, I have my favorite, personally favorite kicker in the league for my beloved Philadelphia Eagles. That's Jake Elliott, the 10th best overall fantasy kicker, in my in my opinion. Um, I don't think Jake Elliott is the 10th best kicker in the NFL. I think Jake Elliott, um, statistic-wise, he's around 10. But I, I think Jake Elliott is a really good kicker and definitely really showed it with that clutch game-winning 63-yard field goal that he hit last year. Not last year, that he hit in 2017 to beat the Giants in Week 3. Elliot, my f- beloved Philadelphia Eagles kicker, had made 84.6% of his field goals last year. I think that's very well above average. That's very consistent. The thing with Jake Elliott is he's very, very consistent, but he's not that really big of a name. He's not Justin Tucker, because obviously Justin Tucker is on a four- was on a 14-2 and team that clinched the number one seed in the AFC. He's not on as big... And as good of a team as, you know, Justin Tucker's on the Ravens, pop, Ravens, that just pops. Think about it, it pops. Eagles, pops, but not as big as, you know, the Ravens. Harrison Bucker's on the Chiefs, boom. Jake Elliott's on the Eagles. Everyone's going to know Harrison Bucker more than Jake Elliott, obviously, because Bucker is on the Super Bowl winning team last year in the Kansas City Chiefs. But I don't think Jake Elliott gets as much credit, honestly, as I think he deserves. He's a very consistent kicker. I really like what he does as a kicker. Very consistent, very clutch, great leg. And yeah, I have him at 10. And he made 22 out of 26. So he made 84.6% of the field goals. Very consistent. I love him. Definitely think he's definitely in the top 10.
kickers in the NFL. Around there. So yeah, guys, that pretty much wraps things up for my fantasy football position projections at for the kicker position. And now on to top my top ten defense defenses who I think are the best available for fantasy football. Let's go. At number one, I have the 49ers. Now you guys are probably like, oh no, 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 no. Ravens question mark, question mark, exclamation point. No. 49ers, in my opinion, has a better pass rush than the Ravens, even though they did get Calais Campbell from the Jaguars, the pro, very good Pro Bowl uh, defensive end and very good overall defensive lineman. Calais Campbell is unbelievable. He was unbelievable in the Cardinals, great on the Jaguars for some years. I have the 49ers at one as the best available fantasy defense. That I think is the best for fantasy, only because they just they also got Deion Jones, and also I think they have the best pass rushing, pass uh, rushing group put together in the NFL. You look at it, you guys like Nick Bosa, Deion Jones they just got from the Raiders, Fred Warner who's a good pass rusher and can drop into coverage, big guy tackle. He's a good linebacker also. D Ford he's a good linebacker. He can also pressure the quarterback and pass rush. I mean. Okay, they did, and Dre Greenlaw, who's a great pass rusher. They lost to Forrest Buckner, okay, who was also a great pass rusher for the 49ers. Um, they lost him to the Colts, but that still doesn't take away from the fact they have guys. Nick Bosa, who's great, and made his list in the top 100 players. Great. He's a great, great, great pass rusher. D. Ford, great linebacker, also a great pass rusher. Fred Warner, great linebacker, also a great pass rusher. Um, Dre Greenlaw. Great, 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 great pass rusher. Deion Jones is a decent pass rusher. He was on the Raiders. Um, yeah, I think the 49ers, I only have a slight edge for the 49ers better than the Ravens. Okay, the Ravens have a better secondary. That's no doubt. They have Earl Thomas at safety, Marlon Humphrey at corner, Marcus Peters at corner. 49ers have um, Richard Sherman at corner, Akella Witherspoon at corner. Yeah, I think... The secondary goes to the Baltimore Ravens, but just the dominant pass rush of the 49ers that's so consistent, so dominant. I give the 49ers the edge. The number one. At number two, obviously, Baltimore Ravens. All around, one and two. It was hard for me to decide from the 49ers Ravens, like I mentioned, because they both have the edge on each other in one aspect of the defense. 49ers have a better defensive line and better pass rush. Ravens have a better secondary. But like I mentioned, Ravens have a, still a good defensive line. With Cal- they got Calais Campbell in the mix. Um, obviously, they did lose to Darius Smith last year, but they did get Calais Campbell in the mix. Um, they did get Patrick Queen also, the linebacker out of LSU. Great, great player. I think he's a great overall consistent talent. I think he will transcend to be a great, great linebacker in this league, just like I think Kenneth Murray will also transcend from OU. He went to OU. That's Oklahoma where he played college football, and where he shined. And I think he will also be a transcendent talent in the NFL for the Los Angeles Chargers. But yeah, Ravens at two. One and two. One 49ers, Ravens at two. Like I said, I give the 49ers the edge in the pass rushing, which is so dominant, why I put them at one. But the Ravens had a better secondary. With Earl Thomas... Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters. Okay. On to number three, I have the New England Patriots. Most of you will agree with this. 
There'll probably be a bracket. Some of you agree with this. Some of you won't agree with this. Well, guess what, guys? I don't really care about your opinion. Because I'm thinking what I want to think. And what I think is right. I think the Patriots are a very underrated group of guys. That have a lot of big names. And have a lot of young talent. And a lot of things accumulating to be very, very precise and talent. There's a lot of talent there on the Patriots' defensive line also. And in the secondary with, okay, they they did. I think they gave up Patrick Chung. But they still have, of course, Devin McCourty, great safety for the Patriots. Uh, Jason McCourty is a good corner for the Patriots. Um, Dustin Bethel, he left. He's on the Titans. Poor Shaq Mason is a great offensive lineman. We'll talk about the defense. But, yeah, they have a decent overall. Of course, Dante Hightower, who's good as a pass rusher for them on the Patriots' defensive line. Uh, the secondary, of course, Devin and Jason McCourty. Devin, good safety for Patriots. Uh, Jason is a good corner for the Patriots. And, of course... Could not forget, Stephon Gilmore, Defensive Player of the Year. This most recent season, from this past season, great, great talent. In my opinion, he's the best corner in the NFL. He can do it all. He can do it all corner. He has one foot ahead of Jalen Ramsey. And in my opinion, that's not only his coverage skills and ability to stick like glue on receivers and not let them go anywhere, but just the fact of his instincts. Um, Jalen Ramsey will let catches on you. Stephon Gilmore will... Get uh, balls caught on him, but he usually makes a play to bat the ball that he never gives up. That's what I like about him. Um, but they have a great defensive line, and I think they have a great young group of guys, and I think there's some build, not building. It's been a dynasty for 20 years, but I'm saying they still have a good defense at three. At four, I have the Bills, and... Okay, the Bills' defensive line is good. Ed Oliver. Ed, it's built around basically... Ed Oliver is, is the most notable pass rusher for them. He's a great pass rusher. And I'm, I'm happy that his charges got dropped. I mean, he's innocent. Anyways. But, um, and, but their secondary is what intrigues me so much. With Tredavious White, who in my opinion is the third best corner in the NFL right now, only under at one Stephon Gilmore and two Jalen Ramsey. Third is definitely Tredavious White. He is such a transcendent talent and is such a great talent at the corner position. Can do it all corner. Great ball squills. Great ball hawk. Your lockdown corner, I shall say. And they have Jordan Poyer, who's a good corner. In my opinion, he's a solid overall corner. He helps to be a number two corner. And of course, former Green Bay Packer and now Buffalo Bill, and in my opinion, a very underrated safety, Micah Hyde. What Micah Hyde does for them, great open field tackler as well to go along with him making plays in the secondary. They have a really good secondary, and that's what really intrigued me and in putting them at four here. But good. They have a decent defensive line, that Oliver. Right after the Bills, I have at five the New Orleans Saints. As to be the fifth most best available fantasy football defense. Okay. There's many levels to this. New Orleans Saints. I can go on and on uh, how good they are 
with their stacked on their defensive line, linebacking core, and of course their secondary. Wow. Whew. We're talking about on their defensive line, Cam Jordan, a great defensive end, a top five defensive end in the NFL, if not top three. Um, he's a great defensive end, Cam Jordan, great guy, big guy, can make all the tackles, can make plays, rip balls out, forces a lot of turnovers, great, great guy. Demario Davis, who's also a good pass rusher but plays a linebacker position, and they just got Nigel Bradham also, and they have Kiko Alonso. But Demario Davis made his appearance, first appearance on the top 100 players, premiered last week. And he made it. He is a very good pass rusher. He can pick up in coverage as well. So you got Cam Jordan, um, Demario Davis, Kiko Alonso. You got Nigel Bam, former Eagle. Whew. Wow. That, that, that's a great defensive line to match up with that linebacker core. That's a good mix. And they have a really good secondary with Marshawn Lattimore. Definitely a top... 10 corn in the NFL, but top five are out. Top five are out of that five bubble. Five bubble. Marshall Lattimore is a great, great corner. They have uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who's decent. See, uh, They have Marcus Williams, who's eh. PJ Williams, or TJ Williams. I think it's PJ Williams. He's all right. Um, I'm not sure they have Jonoris Jenkins or not anymore. I, I think they got rid of him. And, and they got rid of... Um, Eli Apple. But yeah, I think they have a great defensive line with Cam Jordan. And I think they have um, an even better secondary. You know, with Marshawn Lattimore. CJ Gordon Johnson, PJ Williams, Marcus Williams. No, I think they have a better pass rush actually. Cam Jordan, Demario Davis gets in there at pass rush. Uh, they have a really good pass rushing core. So that's five. At six, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers over the Chargers, Rams, Bears, and Eagles, and here's why. Pittsburgh Steelers, pass rush, and defensive line especially, but their defense is kind of underrated. <laughs> Look who they have on their defense. Great, great left outside linebacker who had 14 and a half, 14 and a half sacks last year, TJ Watt. Unbelievable. Great. <laughs> oh, my goodness. TJ Watt is unbelievable. Because, of course, they have also, with TJ Watt, they have Stephon Tuitt, who's also a great pass rusher. They, they, they did lose Vernon Hargraves. I mean, they did lose Javon Hargraves to the Eagles. But they still have, you know, TJ Watt, left outside linebacker. Let's we'll start with the linebacking core. Left outside linebacker. Actually, let's start with their defensive ends and defensive tackles on their pass rushing first level on the defensive line. So you have, obviously you have Cameron Hayward, who's unbelievably good. You have Stephon Tuitt, who's good. And then from the, from the linebacker court, okay, he did lose um, Javon Hargraves to the Eagles, but you still have Cameron Hayward, who's still a transcendent and really good talent. And um, Stephon Tuitt, he's a really good talent. Now go to your linebacker court. Starts with Left out TJ Watt, who's a very good left outside linebacker and is a very, very good pass rusher. And I like what TJ Watt has been able to do, especially with 14 and a half sacks last year. 
It's really good. I like that. And yeah, Bud Dupree is also a really good linebacker. And not to mention the young Devin Bush going into his third season, I'm aware of. Third or set? Third, I think. And of course, Edmonds, Terrell Edmonds, or one of the Edmonds, Jermaine Edmonds, one of them. So they have an overall very good pass rush with Cameron Hayward, Stephon Tuitt, and of course, can't forget about TJ Watt, left outside linebacker, making a huge impact. He had 14 and a half sacks last year. Wasn't no Chandler Jones with 19 and a half or Kill Barrett with over 19 and a half for like 22 and a half, but it was still something and it was really good and he got noticed for it. And you go to the linebacking court, Devin Bush, Bud Dupree, of course, left outside, left outside linebacker, CJ Watt. Then you go to their secondary, Joe Hayden at corner, Micah Fitzpatrick led the league in interceptions with six last year. Great safety for them. Um, Steven Nelson, who's a solid lockup guy. I think they have all the pieces. I think they have a young talent. Something's definitely brewing here in Pittsburgh. I have them at six. Seven, I have the Los Angeles Rams. Now, I was thinking of putting the Chargers at seven, but I figured the Rams, they just have better talent. The Rams have better talent on their defensive, you know, defensive line, in my opinion, because obviously the, the outstanding Aaron Donald best defensive end in the NFL but they also picked up Sean Robinson who, who was who's a, a decent you know very good pass rusher and they have also have Michael Brockers who's a very good pass rusher also so they've stacked on the defensive line you know with Aaron Donald of course Sean Robinson and Michael Brockers they did lose Corey Littleton to the Raiders and of course um and their secondary, great secondary, Jalen Ramsey at corner. Tyler, Taylor, Tyler Rapp at corner. Who they have a great safety duo. Uh, they've great. They have a good young safety in Tyler Rapp, in my opinion. He's a great player. They did lose their slot and nickel star corner, Mikel Roby Coleman to the Eagles. I mean, that kind of hurt. But yeah, the Rams have a really good defensive line with Aaron Donald, Aisha Robinson, and Michael Brockers. And I do think they also have a good secondary with Jalen Ramsey at corner. They did lose Mikel Roby Coleman, their slot slash nickel corner to the Eagles. Um, Tyler Rapp is a very good safety. Even though with Eric Weddle, who was a great safety for the Rams and Ravens and Chargers, he retired. So I think Taylor, Tyler Rapp is a very, very good safety. I think he will come into his own and be really good for them. So yeah, I have... Rams at 7. At 8, I have the Los Angeles Chargers. Of course, they have a star-studded pass rusher that starts with brother of the younger brother of the younger brother of the two, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa. Great pass rusher, great defensive end, got a huge contract, got a huge paycheck from Anthony Lynn. Gave him a lot of money, and he deserves all of it. Can make very good sacks, very good open field tackling. Um, they also have Melvin Ingram, who's also a good pass rusher and can sometimes drop into coverage.
So yeah, they have a good defensive line. And not to mention, to go along with Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, they they also got Linval Joseph, who was great for the Vikings, along with, you know, pass rushers Everson Griffin and Daniel Hunter. So getting Linval Joseph makes your pass rushing core that much better. Because the pressure Joey Bosa gives people, uh, the quarterbacks is really frightening. And Melvin Ingram, who can also pick up in coverage as well, be a very good tackler, very good pass rusher. But getting Linval Joseph, star defensive tackle, from Viking, he's really good. He will help a lot. And I love the Chargers secondary. This is why I think the Chargers, I put the Chargers on this list because of this high on this list at 8 is because of their secondary. Casey Hayward, one of the most underrated corners in the league, in my opinion, is a really good corner. Getting a little bit out of his prime-ish, Chris Harris, he's a great corner. And he's the main reason why I have them on this list. They had, I thought they had already good secondary of beforehand even with losing adrian phillips to the patriots you still have jamal adams one of the best safe uh, not jamal adams um derwin james one of the best safeties in the nfl casey hayward in my opinion is very underrated a great great corner real good corner and you got chris harris so you got casey hayward and chris harris on both sides great corners and then of course derwin james one of the best corner uh safeties in the nfl great great player so their secondary is really really good and i like them at like the Chargers at eight, nine. I have the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. I I think they have a they have a really good defense. Of course, Khalil Mack, the the biggest name. But I think on their defensive line with Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, it's a very good pass rush. Roquan Smith. Oh my goodness. And they have Roquan Smith. Of course, Akeem Hicks on the defensive line. Of course, Khalil Mack is a very good linebacker and pass rusher. An edge rusher. And Eddie Goldman, really good pass rusher. And of course, Roquan Smith. So they have a very good pass rushing attack. And they're now onto their secondary. They lose Prince of Mukamara to the Raiders, but that doesn't matter because they have Kyle Fuller, a really good corner. And of course, one of the best safeties in the NFL, top 10 safety in the NFL. A little bit under that, Eddie Jackson. Was really good safety for the Bears in 2018. But yeah, I think they have a really good defensive line. And I think um, their defensive line is the main reason why I put them at 9. Because of, obviously, Akeem Hicks, most notable. Eddie Goldman, Roquan Smith. All three are very good pass rushers. And, of course, Khalil Mack coming in off the edge. Really good pass rusher. And then their secondary is decent. I think it's actually really good. It's not bad with really good safety. Eddie Jackson, Kyle Fuller. Of course, there also. They did lose Prince of Mark Mukamar, but that's fine. I still think the Bears are in this top 10 list. I have them at 9. 10, I have my Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the one concern I have with this team every year, I love Eagles die-heartedly. The one concern is if players can stay healthy. We can get best all the best players on the field. We have Fletcher Cox in the pass rush on the defensive line. Derek Barnett, who's also a pass rusher and defensive end. Brandon Graham, who's also a really good pass rusher. And we just re-signed Vinny Curry, who, who played for us and has experience with us as a defensive tackle. And they went to the Buccaneers. And, of course, Josh Sweat, the young guys coming in. Him and Derek Barnett are both young. And, obviously, Fletcher Cox. 
And of course, Penn State native Sharif Miller. Have a, so the, yeah, overall, Eagles have a very good, talented pass rush and defensive line, one of the best in the league, in my opinion. Eagles have a very good secondary with Gang Dareside from the lines, Mikel Roby Coleman, good slot corner, Will Parks, good safety, moving Jay Mills to safety, and also in the secondary, of course, Dareside, like I just mentioned, Will Parks, Dareside, Will Parks, Mikel Roby Coleman, Dareside, the most efficient um addition to the team, great corner, former. Pro, Pro Bowl, former Pro Bowler, the Lions. Kelroby Coleman anchored down. He's going to be our slot corner, our nickel corner. Will Parks might be in the mix. Uh, I might. You think he's a backup safety because with the move, Jalen Mills to safety. He's going to be playing safety with Rodney McLeod, I think. But yeah, Eagles have a really good. Uh, we have decent, we have really good corners too. Of course, you know, Darius Slay is going to be our corner one. We have Mikel Roby Coleman to anchor the slot. Sidney Jones stepped up big time last year. Craig on the Bonks, decent. Vontae Max is okay. I really think the Eagles have something brewing here, and it's really special. And of course, our safeties, you know, with. Will Parks, Ronnie McLeod, and Jalen Mills with the move. He's moving to safety. So that gives, he's a hybrid now, so that gives more opportunity for the Eagles to be great. So I think the Eagles have a really good defense, and they have him at 10. And there's one more thing I wanted to talk about, and that's the news today. So yeah, guys, well, first, that will pretty much, that's pretty much going to wrap things up for my fantasy football projections, kicker, of fantasy football position projections, the positions kicker and defense. So I did quarterback, wide receiver, um, running back, uh, tight end. Yeah, I did even flex. Um, tomorrow I'm going to make, I did, just did kicker and I just did defenses. So tomorrow I'm going to do underrated fantasy players, who I think, who I think are underrated fantasy players. Yeah, guys, I pretty much wrap things up for this portion of the episode. Um, like I said, there's one more thing I wanted to get into, and that is Eagle signing Vinny Curry. Played defensive tackle. He played defensive tackle for us for about six or so years, around seven years. Great in the pass rush with Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. He was around when, when Barwin, Connor Barwin was there in 2014. Yeah, I just really want to talk about what I think about the news. They signed a one-year deal with the Eagles. Um, he did spend like six or seven years or so, the Eagles. Then he went to the Buccaneers for one year, and then here he is with the Eagles. Wow, I'm very excited to have... Um, a guy like Vinny Curry back who has a lot of experience with the Eagles and it only just loads up and brings that much more firepower to this defensive line than there already is with Fletcher Cox who's a great great pass rusher and of course puts a lot of pressure on quarterbacks of course Derek Barnett who's a great defensive end and pass rusher 
Of course, Josh Sweat, who's decent, is a very good pass rusher. Of course, Brandon Graham, who's a hybrid and can drop in a cover to play linebacker, but he's also a really good pass rusher also. And now, Vinny Curry, so really good defensive tackle. So I think he's just making this defense even better with the addition of getting Vinny Curry back. In the system, you know, the team that he played six or seven years or so. So I really think he's just making our improving our defensive line even better than it already is, but it's still really good. But yeah, guys, that's pretty much wrap things up, guys. And yeah, catch you guys later.